Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. I'm a little worried about the D.C. situation with the March for Israel today. It had 300,000 pro-Hamas slash pro-Palestinian folks marching what, two weekends ago. And that was stunning to me. I mean, you know, you, you got to have a lot of gall to go out and march after the Hamas terrorists slaughtered all of those civilians. And these are people who are living right here in the United States. Yeah, I, I know I can't count on Joe Biden to keep us safe. You know, there's just no way. But it is appropriate. I don't know what's going to wake everybody up in this country to say we need to review the visas of the people who are here. I mean, it's unfortunate. You can't do anything if somebody's actually a citizen. But if you're here on a visa, we don't have to let you stay here. If you're out advocating for terrorist groups, we don't have to let you stay here. It'd be nice if Joe Biden and his team would focus on the people who are overtly talking about terrorists who are killing people as the the real threat in our country rather than just saying, oh, white people who are Republicans are the problem. You know, I kind of resent it. (laughs) kind of just a little bit resent being called a terrorist by my president on a regular basis meanwhile the actual terrorist sympathizers feel very free to march down the street no problem no problem anybody anybody's checking on this i think that's an issue right and god dc's a disaster with the carjackings and maybe the mayor will finally get her wish the national guard will hang around for a little while and protect people you know even joe biden's granddaughter the it's weird to me that she's getting secret service protection but you saw what happened in georgetown of all places where the secret service that are protecting her um see somebody breaking into the car and shoot open fire during the break-in i also think let me just say this real quick isn't it weird that joe biden would authorize secret service protection for his own granddaughter who, I mean, I don't know. Does everybody know who his granddaughter is? Not saying there's not a threat against her. Some you know, weirdos do weird stuff, and you got to be careful so that somebody in the first family doesn't get killed. I, I'm completely on board with that. But he will authorize Secret Service protection for his granddaughter, but not for RFK Jr. Is that kind of breathtaking and stunning I and, and political? I think it is. I think it is. And when people keep revealing how crass they are, you should probably pay attention to it. 
Listen, it's 8.08 on this Tuesday morning. It's the 14th day of November 2023. I'm John Reed, and glad you were with us here on News Radio WRVA. Today, we begin a series of interviews with the candidates who have announced for the Republican nomination for U.S. Senate in 2024. These are the folks who want to take on the incumbent U.S. Senator Tim Kaine. And there are a lot of people with a lot of different backgrounds, some of them very political, some of them not. And we're going to start with someone who I've been tracking, following on Facebook for, I mean, probably about a year, Eddie Garcia is the first in our series of interviews uh, seeking the Republican nomination. Eddie is with us this morning. Good morning, Eddie. How are you? Good morning, John. I'm doing great. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm, I'm happy to be the number one on the list. You're, you were the first guy up, and and I have to give you credit. Um, you know, following you on Facebook, it does seem like every single day you are traveling the state, speaking to Republican groups, speaking to. You know, almost any group that'll let you get up in front of them and and share your message. What? Let me start by saying because I don't think you're a political guy. It's not like I remember you running for the House of Delegates or Senate or serving those. What's making you jump into this race? Well, you're absolutely right. I'm quite opposite of a traditional political guy, John. I'm I'm the son of a ranch hand. Uh, my my dad's a ranch hand in South Texas. Uh, I come from a long line of, of, of veterans uh, back that dates back to World War One, and so when I was 17 years old, uh, I joined the U.S. Army. I served my country for 22 years. I got six combat deployments, three to Iraq, three to Afghanistan, and over that process, I got a chance to work at some pretty high levels of federal government. And so I finished my career working uh, with the Pentagon, with the House of Representatives, with the U.S. Senate, focused on uh, federal issues that concern our veterans, that enhance our national security, uh, our security pay our military, and and help Gold Star families. And so uh, I got the legislative background through uh, 22 years of of federal service. uh, And and now after all those uh, those years and two decades to come back home and see working people uh, in in rural Virginia, in rural America, worse off today than they were two decades ago, breaks my heart. Uh, We can't continue this trajectory. Uh, And I believe that the number one culprit is a D.C. political class. And their cronies who are degrading this nation bit by bit, and they, and they're doing it off the off the backs of the working people. And so that that's been that's my, a, a brief thirty second about mm-hmm. my background and who I am, and kind of why I'm running, John. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, it is impressive, and I'm not one of these people who thinks that you've got to you know work your way up the ladder from age twenty one. Uh, to suddenly running for president at age 45, because I think there's extraordinary talent out there that we're missing because we um, mandate that kind of uh, process. And I'm not sure that's the best way to develop strong leaders. But do you think that the U.S. Senate is the the place to start? Why why pick this particular um, statewide? First, it's a statewide race, so you got to be able to raise money. Let's be crass about it and honest about Mm -hmm. it. And, And uh, you know, this is the big issues, the big issues facing the country. Why not shoot for something that's local where you and your family live and, and then make the big jump? Tell me about that thought process. Well, the, the local the local candidates, local politics is, is probably the most important. And it's what I say across the Commonwealth when I meet people, especially mm-hmm. uh, coming into these recent elections. Uh, it's just not my experience. Uh, so I've spent 22 years working on federal policy that supports veterans, our military, a national security, uh, kind of veterans health care, uh, and, and a whole host of foreign policy issues that, that, that we've seen kind of unfold and unravel recently from the federal government. So that's been my background. I got a 
I got a master's degree in federal policy from George Washington University uh, as, as, as part of my history. And so that's where I've been focused. It's where my expertise is. Uh, and, and specifically to the statewide in Virginia, I believe that there is a, a, a growing population of disenfranchised, disaffected, uh, both Republicans and independents and even Democrats, people who traditionally voted Democrat that across the Commonwealth that are sick and tired of the same type of candidates that have been running in the past, that have been governing our lives for the last 20 and 30 years and from a Republican side losing. Quite frankly, we've lost. We haven't won a U.S. Senate race since 2002, since John Warner. And so to do something different, we're going to have to be and and promote somebody different with a different message. I believe that I'm that person. I think that I got the energy, the stamina, the experience, and we're growing the coalition necessary. We're working people across the Commonwealth uh, that are getting excited about some uh, at somebody new, somebody from a new generation that can authentically relate to the people that we need to win across this this Commonwealth. I think we just saw. Uh, this past week, we haven't been doing a good job of that. And so uh, I, that's where I'm focused. I'm focused on, on bringing in the people that are persuadable, bringing in the people that uh, maybe traditionally haven't been a quote unquote Republican, but they live conservatively. They go to church on Sundays. They want low taxes. They want good schools. They want uh, the ability to live the American dream. And they have we have a D.C. class and a and a, and a, a lobby and special interest groups of, of people that are uh, holding our, our political class hostage and 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 getting we're getting further and further behind and and they're uh they're getting richer and richer mm-hmm. off the backs of working people so I, that, that's been my message and it's been well received so far yeah a lot of the other candidates that we'll be talking to over the next two weeks are in a different demographic group some of them white some of them black but i think you're the youngest person in the race is the latino um and an age demographic a key factor here do you think that that in and of itself will attract at least attention if not actual votes from some of the voters that might not have normally considered voting republican well i'm 41 i'll be 42 next month so i'm not super young you're not a kid uh, you're but, older than but, vivek right yeah exactly yeah. but 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 i'm not a, i'm not one of these senior citizens that are uh, hanging out <laughs> okay. in the u.s senate right now and i think that but but to your point i mean that that is a that is a pitch that I am trying to make is that we need to grow the party and we need to grow the party the, from age demographic, but also uh, in, in these other spaces, too. So you mentioned my Hispanic uh, background. Absolutely. Eight hundred and three thousand Hispanics across uh, the Commonwealth right now. That's 11 percent of the population. And we haven't had a consistent message to reach those people. I got a consistent message that I'm authentically reaching out and, and making it a priority in my campaign. Mm-hmm. Uh, younger people are, dis, uh, are, are disenfranchised with both parties and not involved in politics. We got to give them a reason uh, to show up to and, and, uh, and be, have somebody with the ability to relate to them in this mm-hmm. in this struggle that they're growing, going through right now. Economically speaking, I mean, we, the housing costs are super high across especially northern Virginia. So these kids are coming out of college. They're loaded with debt and they can't afford to live in the country uh, that we as re- as conservatives, as Republicans say is the greatest one on Earth, which I do mm-hmm. believe. But it's it's harder to make that argument when. When you're in that position, coming out of college, riddled with debt, right. and can't find a job to sustain the bills that, that, uh, and the cost of living that we currently have, so uh, we have to have a message to reach out to them and say and, and be an example. And that's what I try yeah. to be. I try to be an example of somebody who came from nothing. Uh, like I said, the son of a ranch hand and, and a grocery store worker. We don't come from money. Uh, I, well, I think that's an inspiration. You, Eddie, you're you're a very attractive candidate. And let me just ask you in the last thirty seconds. This kind of jamming this in here what's your quick take on what went wrong for republicans in this election cycle 
One thing, there was a low turnout from uh, people that we considered conservative that, that we thought were going to show up, but um, obviously they didn't. And so we have to reassess why that is. And if we want the, the, the working people who come out and, and want a better life and a chance at the American dream, if we have a positive message that can portray that, I, I think that's what gets them out there. If we don't, if we make it about a, a lot of these culture issues uh, that people have already decided what side of the fence they're on, uh, then, then you're not it's, – it's, we're making it hard to get new people like what, what would be with, off with the old, table for issues. you what what culture issues would be like this is decided we're not going to talk about that you think well i'm open to talk about anything but uh, specifically republicans love to uh, uh the republican candidates can be uh can drill down on the minutiae of, of of books and libraries and bathrooms you know where the mm-hmm. where the average person who's out there working a construction job trying to raise their family uh, they're they're not in tune with what's going on in in local libraries or 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 the bathroom debate or uh, or, or doesn't think about abortion one way or or another and, and if that's your if that's our pitch if our pitch is going to be strictly culture uh, I, I just don't think Virginians uh, are are going to turn out for us and, mm-hmm. and so I I'm I, I'll keep saying it I'm a blue collar bottoms up uh, working class. Republican, I think that, uh, that that the that the nuclear family is the most important thing. And if you, if you can't feed your family, if you can't pay your bills, if you can't uh, pay your rent, uh, none of that yeah. other stuff even matters. Yeah, that, and, and so the the money issues message, are certainly real for everybody. That's true. Hey, Eddie Garcia is one of the candidates seeking the Republican nomination in 2024 next year to challenge the incumbent Democrat Senator Tim Kaine. And Eddie, I hope we'll talk a lot. I really appreciate you being on the air with us today. Thank you. Absolutely. Thanks, John. It's 818. We're back with more in a moment on News Radio WRVA. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.